Hey guys, welcome to Chelsea Disgrace Podcast with your host, me. I'm just so sorry that things scared the shit out of me. That thing. The air pressure. It went, and I thought it was a ghost. I'm so sorry. Chelsea Disgrace Podcast with your host, which is me. I'm Chelsea Grace. And uh, today we're trying something a little different as far as the uh, the technology that we're using. So you may not need to turn me up as much as, as normal unless you want to listen to me really loud, which I don't recommend if you have anyone within like five feet of you. But um, yeah, cool. Okay. Uh, so, as um, you may know, I've been single again for like a month-ish, or just over a month maybe, um, but my ex-boyfriend uh, decided to acquire a new girlfriend already, who he says he can see himself really loving. So, basically, uh, I feel as disposable as like a bloody fucking tampon, uh, except when uh, he first started seeing her, I received very lovely voicemails and, and handwritten notes saying how much he still loved me and all that jizzity jazz. So uh, I sort of now maybe feel like I'm as disposable as like a plastic container from the dollar store. It's like, you sort of care about getting it back after your guacamole is gone at the party. And the other hand, if it accidentally gets thrown out, it's like not really a big deal because it was like $2 and you can just go get a new one on your way to work. And I'm just thinking like, how could I have let myself get treated like a fucking Dollarama plastic container? Like, no, I'm fucking... Tupperware, bitch. Like, Tupperware. I'm what middle-aged, drunken, twitty, fake-ass, like, housewives throw parties for. Like, sure, I may warp a little when under some extreme heat, but I'm still fucking sturdy, and I won't fucking melt. And yeah, like, I may have a few stubborn stains, but it's only because I've been, you know, like, filled up with some really good stuff. And, like, in a world full of dollar store containers, like, be fucking Tupperware, girls and guys. And if somebody doesn't want to put their stuff inside you, then it's probably because they're cheap and they don't want to dish out the money for you. And those people don't even deserve to have Tupperware because they're probably, like, irresponsible people who don't even know how to take care of their shit anyway. So, you know, like... Don't worry, though, because you'll find someone someday who will put, like, 
delicious things inside of you and who will always wash you gently by hand and stack you beautifully on a shelf with shelf paper. And maybe you'll get to see like a child grow up like while she carries you to school and like put sandwiches inside of you and stuff. Or if like that's not your lifestyle, maybe you'll get to go on like like tons of adventures to lots of parties and hang out on a table with tons of other top wares and maybe even some dollar store containers who you'll be nice to but secretly use them to make you feel better about yourself because their lid doesn't quite fit on top properly and it takes like an elastic band to keep it shut but like who knows right i don't even really know what the fuck i'm talking about but i kind of hope you guys do maybe can make some sense out of that little spiel that I just uh, wasted your time with. Um, anyway, so yeah, okay. Uh, been single for just over a month now. Um, I'm not sure if you listened to the episode called Breaking Up, but I briefly touched on the fact that I slept with um, some guy covered in tattoos. Um, he's my rebound. Um, well, this guy... Uh, never call me back and at first I was sort of like like I'm I'm really lovely why why did he not call me back and by call me back I don't actually mean like call me on the phone because what sick monster actually talks on the phone these days like nobody nobody is that demented no um I call me back I mean like as sort of like an acting audition like because it's basically what random sex is like the first time you do it is like an audition to see if you're good enough to call back for another one, right? And uh, I guess there must have been uh, a lot of girls in the running for the part because um, I did not get a second audition, which again baffled me a little bit because, like, I thought I did all right. Like, I didn't starfish, which was a large improvement on my part. But then over time, um, I started to remember bits and pieces of the night and things kind of started to make sense a little bit. Um, I already mentioned in the other episode the fact that um, when he asked me to talk dirty, I responded with garbage and like gum on the sidewalk. So maybe that has something to do with it. Uh, But then I also remembered that, um, okay, I have this like little Harry Potter desk calendar and it has a different page for every day of the year. So you just rip the page off every day. And I decided to only change this calendar on days when I get laid. Uh, Just so I always know when like the last time I got laid is, which I thought would be very motivating and encouraging. So um, I vaguely remember explaining this to him and then I ripped off a ton of pages and I fanned them out in my hand, and then I stood over top of him, and then I showered his body in the pages of this Harry Potter calendar as if he was some sort of cheap stripper, and I was holding on to a stack of $1 bills, all the while uh, reciting magic spells from Harry Potter. So... My friends told me that um, maybe perhaps there was a chance that he found this a little um, awkward or or creepy, but I was all like, what? Like, no way. It was so cute. Like, I think maybe you had to to be there. And they were like, no, no, I, I didn't have to be there. Like, that sounds 
pretty weird. And I was like, well, maybe he's just not a fan of Harry Potter. I like, I think he likes like machines and stuff. Maybe it was a, like the pages of a Home Depot catalog. Then you would have liked it. And they're all like, no, sweetie, no, he he, he wouldn't have. And then the more I thought about it, I guess the creepier it did sort of sound. And um, also, uh, it did put him at the risk of paper cuts, which probably isn't a very big turn on for a lot of people, which I completely understand. Um, so then I remembered something else. I have uh, I have this lamp made out of rock salt, and it's supposed to be like a calming or some shit. I don't know, but um, I only have it because it makes like the perfect sex lighting. Like uh, it's bright enough for the guy to be able to find my vagina, but it's not so bright that they can see the fact that my body actually looks like soft serve ice cream. So. Uh, I have no idea what to talk about with this guy. So I decided to tell him the story of how I acquired this rock salt lamp and how I got it from the local celebrity weatherman here in Windsor. And anyway, I'm sure he found it very exciting. But sometimes I just don't know how to end a story because it wasn't actually going anywhere in the first place. So I sort of trailed off and was like, do you think it tastes salty? And he was like, I don't know. And so now all of a sudden I'm on all fours and I'm licking my lamp and I'm forcing him into licking my lamp as well. And for the love of God, do you think I could have just stopped and just dropped the lamp story there? No, I couldn't. So now I'm like riddling off things you could do with this lamp that's super salty and I'm like oh like you could put it in a crock pot and make chicken noodle soup (laughs) and I'm just like shut the fuck up Charles like drop it drop the lamp conversation he doesn't care about your fucking stupid salty lamp you annoying bitch just stop talking so Maybe um, that had something to do with me not getting a call back, perhaps. Um, But another hunch that I have is that uh, my vagina was just too dry for his liking. Um, Unfortunately, I've been severely dehydrated since the breakup because my anxiety has flared up and I can't eat as much as normal. So now I'm only eating like a man instead of a teenage elephant seal. So my skin and my mouth and yes, uh, also my vagina have been a little on the dry side lately. And I was pretty um, drunk that night as well, which dries my shit up like beef jerky as well. So that wasn't helping. Um, The poor guy probably felt like he was just having sex with a bucket of sand or like rubbery stuff you put on your shelf so like stuff doesn't fall off of it and like nobody really wants that that I know of and if he did want that he could have just stayed home skipped the lamp story and just masturbated into a latex glove or something um but uh another thing was that um he wanted to be jerked off and like I'm sorry but I'm a master with my mouth like I'm a splinter of BJ's, like a fucking Jedi Knight, people. But 
When it comes to using my hands, I look like I'm at a petting zoo show about to hold a snake for the first time. Like, I have this look of just sheer panic on my face, and I'm not really sure how to hold it because, like, I don't want to hurt it and then have it bite me, and I don't really want to be doing this anyway, but everyone's watching, and now it's too late to bail, so, like, I just kept putting it in my mouth, which again was kind of dry. So not only was I not taking his jack-off request into consideration, but I was summing in a BJ that felt like he was rubbing like cotton balls all over his dick. So there's another factor that probably has played into the whole not calling me back thing. So um, I wish I could stop there, but alas, I have... um, more possible clues to the the mystery of the one night stand uh the next morning i was uh, like so yeah like make sure you don't leave anything here do like a nice good old sweep of my room before you leave please and then i walked into the door and i was like well sir the pleasure was all mine and then i shook his hand quite firmly and then shut the door and then my roommate and i stared at him as he walked to his car So, um, I'm guessing maybe that may have given off the vibe that this was just a one-time thing, maybe, I don't know. But a couple uh, days later, after that, um, I sent him a Snapchat of my boobs, and I had drawn a happy face on them, and put, like, glasses and hair on them, which I thought was, like, sort of, like, sexy, mixed with funny, maybe, but then he opened it, and he didn't say anything, so I figured... He probably just immediately threw up and no longer wants to see me again, which is cool because um, I slept with him immediately, which is a very dollar store containery thing to do. So, so it's fine. Um, but it didn't get me thinking. Um, so, like everybody that you've had sex with, there there will always be a last time that you have sex, right? Like, you know what I mean? So, for for whatever reason it may be, there will, there will always be a very last time with every person. So, it got me thinking of like all the men I've been with and um, why there was a last time we had sex. So there was this um, one fellow back in the day and he had, um, I don't, I don't want to say it was a micro penis because I'm not a doctor or anything, but it was definitely micro-esque and the only thing micro I want to be around is a microwave. So I just didn't really know like what to do. Like I've never really been one to judge and I have like my fair share of genitalia problems such as like occasional dry vag as I had previously mentioned but like that's what lubes for right? The last time I checked Amazon there isn't a liquid you can put on your penis in order for it to grow a couple inches like unless there is but only celebrities and like people of high status know about it. So, like, like what's a girl to do? One of my most favorite uh, scenes in any show ever is from uh, season one of Sex and the City. And Samantha thinks she's falling in love with some dude. And then she has sex with him for the first time. And his penis is super small. And she's crying in the bathroom at, at some club telling her friends about the small penis. And it's just so heartbreaking. And... Charlotte was all like, well, is he a good kisser? And Samantha was like, oh, who cares? His dick is like a gherkin. And as much as I love gherkins, like she had a very, very valid point. 
And um, I would always see on movies and television when women are all like, I didn't even know it was in or whatever. And I always thought like that was an exaggeration. Like, come on, bitch. Unless your vagina is like silly putty. How could you not know if there's a dick inside you? Well, after uh, this man, uh, I understood. I uh, I very uh, well may have never actually had sex with him. Maybe I was just rubbing up against it. Who knows? At uh, that time in my life, I wasn't looking for anything serious. And um, uh, I just I didn't want to deal with it because I didn't have to. I just wasn't willing to hang around with a guy with a small penis when all I wanted was sex. And it makes me sound like a terrible person. But hey, at least I'm honest. And that's how that one ended. Um, and then, uh, there was this one guy I was talking to or whatever you call it, um, boning, but, um, did other stuff sometimes too, like went to campfires and snuck booze into dry religious weddings and trespassed onto pirate ships and just like, you know, normal date, like things like that, but without actually being dates. Um, however, he lived a couple hours away, so it wasn't really anything remotely serious, but I did go visit him sometime. Um, until the last time I went to visit and I was, um, on whatever part of my cycle that makes you fucking crazy and emotional and a basket case. And I ended up getting severely drunk and taking off all my clothes and then bawling my eyes out on his balcony because I was so distraught about the fact that we couldn't be together because we lived so far away. And then he told me that our sex wasn't very good, which it wasn't because I still hadn't hit my like sex stride yet or maybe we just didn't have chemistry or whatever. Or maybe I'm just like a lazy fat fuck in the sack. And then I started crying even more and I was all like, I'm so emotionally scarred from turning so many guys gay that I can't perform in the bedroom. And then he was like, well, we're on the balcony, not a bedroom. And then I just sat there and I cried and I cried and I cried and I almost fell off the balcony. And then I cried some more. And then the next morning I woke up hungover as fuck and let out this massive fart that sounded like I was trying to start a lawnmower underwater. And then after that, we never spoke again. Uh, except for a year later when I got a voicemail from him at like 2.30 in the morning telling me uh, he was in town and asked me if I wanted to hang out, which I did not. So um, that's how that one ended very beautifully. And um, I can't forget um, the last time I made love to this guy I met from out west. He was the butt guy, in case you haven't listened to previous podcasts. Long story short, um, I met a guy out west, and we fell in love over the course of one summer, and we boned all day, every day, until my badge looked like like a grandma's welcome mat, like discolored and walked on a lot. Then... When I moved back home, we kind of lost touch because um, I boned lots of other dudes. And then I went back out west the summer after that. And the flame was gone between us, like just like a whore blowing out her birthday candles. Like there was just no spark left at all. But um, we hooked up one last time because why not? Like he was there. I was there. Whatever. And it was so awkward. And it was obvious neither of us really wanted to be there, but we didn't want to be the f- the rude one and be the first to leave so it's kind of like going to a funeral but with like you know less clothes and more lifeless bodies and then um when it was over all he said was don't get pregnant from that and I was like uh I usually don't have control over that type of thing but 
I'll try not to. So yeah, that was super um, nice. And then that was the last time I saw him actually. Uh, then there was this one guy that I dated for like four seconds. And the last time we had sex, he was so unbelievably wasted uh, that he literally couldn't function. I mean, he like he was so intoxicated that it was probably illegal for me to be having sex with him. He sort of just laid there, like passed out with a boner somehow. So I was all like Lance Armstrong in Tour de France. And I climbed on top and rode real fast, except I'm a bad person and kind of felt like cheating because he wasn't conscious. Um, then there was the guy who I went on a date with and it was terrible because all he did was talk about himself and about all the upcoming plays that he's in and how he sings and plays guitar. And I'm just so fucking bored that I was imagining different ways of escaping in my head. I figured I could go to like the bathroom and maybe scope out a window or something, but um, it seems so cliche. And then, then I'd have to bring my purse with me to the bathroom, and then he would think I'm on my period, which would be really awkward and embarrassing. Uh, then I thought, well, maybe I could somehow go to the washroom and use whatever I could find to create some sort of explosive, and I could maybe like use parts from the back of the toilet along with like the fluorescent lighting or something. I don't know. And then I can like time it so it can explode, and then I can quickly like escape out the washroom and out the restaurant and then he'll have thought I like blew up in the explosion and then not only does that get me out of the date but then he'll never call me back because he'll think I'm dead however uh this was back in the day before um any place had wi-fi so I couldn't really look up how to fashion a small bomb out of everyday items so I just sucked it up and um at the end of the meal the waitress asked if we wanted dessert and he's all like yeah like two chocolate mousses to go if you know what I mean then he winked at me and I think I may have vomited in my mouth and then on the way home, he tried to lure me into an alley behind a tennis court in order to have sex, but I was all like, oh, no, thank you. I have a sore throat. and didn't actually have a sore throat, but it was all I could think of on the spot. So after that experience, uh, any self-respecting woman probably wouldn't see him again. However, this is me. Uh, so a year or two after that, um, I saw him at a bar and ended up going home with him to his mom's basement uh, where we did the deed. Um, however, his dick was so massive that it literally would not fit inside of me. It felt like I was like living in the prohibition times and I was trying to smuggle a 40 of whiskey inside my vagina. Like it terrified me just fucking looking at it. Like things that are too big kind of freak me out. Like when I look at a ship or like a really large boat, like it creeps me out because it's just so big. Like same goes with like airplanes and other very large objects. So I was just kind of like, what do I do with this thing? I didn't know whether to mount it or like put on my life vest and head to its starboard side. I was like, um, this better come with like an episiotomy when we're done here because now I'm basically ruined for all other white guys. And I was worried, um, that my junk was going to look like like a grandmother's neck once he was done with me. So this was only like the third guy I'd ever slept with. So I didn't know if my vagina was like memory foam. And once he like removed his penis, it would go back to its original size or if it was like plastic wrap. And once it's used, it's just all fucked up. Like it never looks the same. 
So um, after we finished, uh, he made all these comments about how small my vagina was and how it was too much work to try and get inside me. And I thought to myself, well, like, I thought that was a good thing, but he's making it sound like a bad thing. So basically, I was mortified because my vagina wasn't convenient enough for him. So I ran home and that was the last time I had sex with him, which is only upsetting because I had left my favorite necklace there and the only way to get it back, I felt like, would be to have sex with him again. But I wasn't sure if I was willing to go through that. Every time I'd see him at the bar, he'd be all like, come over and get your necklace. Like, wink, wink. Uh-huh. Which would make me weak in the knees. But not because it was hot, but because I was so turned off by him that I would literally rather pass out than have a conversation with him. But I'm usually really good at doing like a thorough sweep of my house uh, or whoever's house I'm hooking up with. Um, just make sure I have no excuse to go back there. And I was talking with my roommate the other day and he told me a story about his sweater. Um, he once left his favorite uh, sweater at some chick's house and he felt the only way to get it back would be to fuck her one last time so we could infiltrate her house or infiltrate her house. I can't say that word. It's a hard word. And locate the sweater, um, which he did. But then apparently he made uh, that very same mistake with another chick. And this time he had to buy her flowers in order to gain access to the inside of her house in order to retrieve the sweater. Um, I didn't ask him at the time, but now I'm sort of curious about what kind of flowers they were. Like, how much did he care about this sweater? Like, were they roses? Because roses are expensive, and some roses probably cost more than just buying a whole new sweater. And I don't have a sweater that means enough to me that would possess me to spend money like that. Like, I do have, um, like, a couple items I own where I would go to that extent to get them back if I forgot them somewhere. Um, One, uh, my gigantic stuffed walrus named Murdoch is probably on the top of that list, but I can't really see why I would uh, be needing to bring a very large walrus stuffed with cotton to a booty call unless I started to get into some like really fucked up shit. Like maybe there's a guy who has like a fetish about being watched during sex, but nobody actually wants to to watch him. So maybe he sets up like his stuffed animals so they can watch. And then he asks his hookups to bring their own stuffed animals over so they can watch too or something like that. Who knows? But all I know is that if I forgot Murdoch at some dude's house, I would be going through some great lengths to rescue him. I wonder if I called like the Wildlife Foundation or something and if they'd help me if I was like, oh, my walrus is being held captive by some guy in his bedroom. Probably not, though, but maybe. And then for my 26th birthday, my friends got me a character of uh, me in my favorite superhero costume with a wiener dog and a sea lion by my side. And this is one of my most prized possessions of all time, obviously. I actually treasure it more than my own life. Like, if a gunman broke into my house and pointed a gun at my character, I don't think I would hesitate to jump in front of it. Like, I might hesitate a little bit, but that's only because jumping is like physical activity. And when it comes to physical activity... My natural instinct is hesitation and I can't control, you know, my natural instincts. But other than uh, those two things, I really have no other items that mean as much to me, like aside from my family members. But if I brought them to my hookups, then I think I have more problems than just forgetting things in places. But it's always interesting hooking up with people because you always think to yourself, like there's eventually going to be like a a last time and you're always kind of curious like but why like what what's going to lead up to this last time 
But um, I actually am not involved with anyone right now, so I'm not um, not wondering any of these things. But however, I did meet. Um, I met a guy on uh, the weekend, and um, I met him at my friend's grandmother's 65th birthday picnic, which I thought there was like no hope for a hookup there. But there was this one cute guy that would not leave my side the whole time, and he's asking me like a lot of questions about my favorite food and superheroes and dogs which is like all the ways to my heart but the only problem is he's six years old which kind of sucks because we had a lot in common but it's probably for the best though because he told me he had 172 girlfriends and he's cutting some bitch from his class named katie in order to make room for me so like sorry katie but like maybe you should have tried a little harder like hike that skirt up in the sandbox a little more honey like whatever but i can't commit myself to someone with 172 girlfriends and also again he's six years old so that's a little creepy but that's just me kind of creepy and as always i'm here to make you feel better about yourself one chelsea grace problem at a time see ya